This is Viterbi Voices. Coming to you from the University of Southern California, Viterbi School of Engineering. We're here to give you the inside scoop on research, classes, student life, and so much more. All of these shared by students, faculty, alumni, and other members of the USC community. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Viterbi Voices. As usual, I am one of your hosts. My name is Paul Ledesma, Executive Director of Undergraduate Admission here at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. Hello, everybody. I'm your other co-host, Maya, current senior studying industrial and systems engineering here at the Viterbi School of Engineering. And we have a, another fabulous co-host uh, joining us on the podcast. Uh, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Sophia. I'm a junior studying computer science at USC, and I'm originally from Fullerton, California. Is there anything else I should include in my intro? Sorry. Well, t- t- tell the people what they want to know. Tell them a little bit more about you, Safia. Uh, how what's did your, you find? What's ahead. your favorite color? What's your favorite color? Yeah, let's start there. Green, by far my favorite color. I feel like I don't wear it enough, though. I think I need more of it in my closet, but my entire room, like every blanket in there is green. Interesting. So. <laughs> is it a my- shade of green? Um, typically darker, like more like an emerald green. Cause that's also my birthstone. So I feel oh. like I gravitate oh. towards that. Yeah. So when yeah. I was, young, whenever I would get jewelry from my grandma, it'd always be emerald. Oh yeah. I love that answer. <laughs> that's really cool. Uh, McKay would love to hear that because emerald is her birthstone. So Ooh. she loves emeralds. Oh yeah. Me and McKay are born a day apart. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. You guys, and- you guys talked about that. A day in a couple years, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> just a few, just a few years. Uh, Safia, uh, how did since this is your first time on the podcast, correct? Mm-hmm. It was a All little right. bit daunting, to be honest. Because are, are you scared right now? Do you not know what's going to happen? Just a little bit. I was thinking about whether I would come across as eloquent enough for the podcast because I was watching a couple of previous episodes before just to prep and i was like everyone it sounds so articulate i hope i come across that way too we'll see oh my gosh well i gotta say like as somebody who does the podcasts like i think about that every time and i think you're always your like own hardest critic so i guarantee you probably come off as like very intelligent and articulate yeah and i just take a completely different approach assuming that i'm always going to sound like an idiot and just go with it and i consider it charming you know if you if you come across mm-hmm. you know consistently like an idiot you're just charming so Safia, yeah. How did you find yourself? Just talk a little bit more about you. Uh, how did you find yourself at USC? Um, I'm a transfer, so I came in as a sophomore to USC. It was definitely an adjustment because I came from community college, so the adjustment mm-hmm. process was definitely something that I had to deal with. But I love it now here. Um, very strong USC family. Both my sisters also are here, so we're a very proud USC family. Wow. But yeah, I love it here. I got involved in a lot of clubs right off the bat. And I think that really helped with my transition process. And I would really recommend that if there's any transfers listening today. A couple no. clubs that I'm involved with. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm in Theta, which is a engineering society on campus. It's really fun. I feel like that's where I've made a lot of the friends that I see in my day-to-day social life. Um, I'm also in a club called Makers, and we just had showcase for that yesterday night. Um, yeah, it was what, really cool. what did you make? Uh, we're doing virtual reality of subway surfers, but we want to put sensors on the user's body so that when they jump in real life, like they're jumping in the game as well. 
Um, That's so cool. Yeah. It is, am really I supposed fun. to know what Subway Surfers is? Is that a thing? <laughs> you, you said mm-hmm. this the other day while we were on campus and I, and everyone was like, ooh. And I was like, I don't know what she just said. And I just played along and went, mm-hmm, cool, right? <laughs> Temple Run? Yeah. It's kind of like Temple Run, except you're dodging through trains and barricades. And it's just a 3D endless runner game. Endless runner game, like a mobile app, mobile game. Yeah. But Got it. become a little bit of a meme because everyone says that our generation has really short attention spans. What? So never. You? Never. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> but they put recordings of people playing subway surfers in front of videos when people are talking because they think it keeps us more engaged. So it's become a little bit of a meme. Oh, I'm, 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 that's why that's interesting. Cause I've seen those videos and I'm always like, yeah. why are they playing subway surfers? But I'm just like focused on what they're saying. So and then you it, end up listening and you end it up makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> very cool. I feel like I've heard so many things about this different virtual reality subway surfers project from like different people and makers. So it's, yeah, I'm, I'll pick your brain about it at <laughs> some later date. Um, you had Lava Lab demo, right? Yes. And this is so unfortunate, but um, unfortunately I got COVID right before. So I wasn't able to make it in person. I was supposed to be pitching um, my um, a designer on my team who helped build the the tech product with me. Um, she ended up pitching for me. I was there virtually, but yes, it's, it's like that time of the year. I think all the design teams and clubs on campus are having their showcases. Um, just went to uh, one of my roommate's like senior design expo for uh, mechanical engineering. And I have never been so impressed with USC Viterbi. Like that's insane to hear about Mm. all the different projects that these students have been working on all semester. It was, yeah, it's, it's a very, very cool, very cool thing. That's Mm. awesome. The um, Maya, you kind of buried the lead there, uh, but something you, you, you wanted, you were talking about just like right before we went to record is that you, you just, you came down with COVID, you're recovering. How's it going? How are you feeling? Yes, it's good. Today is the first day I'm like cleared out of quarantine. I'm like, I started feeling better a couple of days ago. Um, it's, it was really horrible timing. Um, I will say yeah. that I got last week of sick, classes, getting sick over Thanksgiving, last week of classes, not only the last week of classes, but for a lot of my courses, like we don't have a final and we have mm. like presentations this week instead. So I've kind of been like having to push through it and presenting virtually, which uh. is not ideal for my group's presentation. And also just for myself, like, I just want to, like, I wanted to sit and be sick and just like, get better yeah. uh, but yeah we make it we make through it uh or we get through it building resilience for sure um and i'm feeling a lot better now so yeah okay. but it's it's that time of year covid is going around everybody's getting sick but it's nice to nice to know that we still have like these options to still participate and um, finish out the semester well that's but, good i'm glad to hear it sorry safia i feel like almost everyone went home a lot of people that I know went home to Thanksgiving with COVID or some of them had to cancel their trips home because their whole house was infected. And it was so sad. Oh my God. Yeah, that's horrible. No, I, I was just stuck a couple extra days at home because so then I was like presenting virtually from Wisconsin. But yeah, thankfully I had it there. And my parents had both just recently had COVID as well. So they could take care of me and not feel bad about it. So well, that's that was good. good. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I don't remember now, it was October when I came down with it, like mid-October. It was like right after I finished, yeah, I finished like one of my last recruiting trips and it just took me out uh, for a couple of days. Um, Yeah. yeah. Man, we're not done with this. No. Um, But anyways, well, I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm glad you're on the mend. 
Um, and uh, hopefully it's it will resolve itself as you go into finals. But last time we talked, you didn't have finals. You just had projects now. So are you yeah, wrapping up? Is, are you done now? I have one project report to turn in today. And then I only have like one final next week. So I'm pretty much done after today. So I'm like, Sweet. I'm very excited. This weekend is going to be very great. Like feeling physically better. I see. Um, yeah. I see envious eyes in Safia. Like what? <laughs> You're done? It's My it's weird for me too. <laughs> What's going on with your schedule? What's going on? This is today's the last um, week of classes for all of our listeners. We're recording this on the last day of classes, which means finals are all starting next week. Dead um, week. Can't wait for dead week. I'm going to be dead myself. I'm going to get 48 hours of sleep, hopefully, within the next two days. Um, but I have two projects due tonight. And then I have five finals, technically. One's a dance final, so it doesn't really count. But I have finals <laughs> for all my classes. And then I have a couple of papers due. So it's going to – it's home stretch, though. Two weeks mm-hmm. of suffering, and then we're done. Well, Where that's do you- great. Where do you like to study, Safia? This is what I always like talking to people about this because some people, like I've never been to a library until it was like fall semester last year mm-hmm. and I walked into Levy for the first time and it was packed. And I was like, I didn't know this many people went to was the library. Was it a desperate moment for you? Like that was the, like you th- you felt like you needed to go to a place to study? Like that's why you chose to study at a library? Kind of, kind of. But also, yeah, I, I had a pretty small apartment last year. Um, but then also I was just in a group project and everybody was like, oh, let's meet at the library. And I was like, okay, like walking in, like I didn't know you needed your ID to scan. I'm like, I'm a very big study at home, study on the couch, study at space. my desk. Yeah. yeah. Or even at a coffee shop. But um, I know so many people go to the library. So what, what do you do? I cannot study at home for the life of me. My room is so unproductive. The minute I see my bed, it's over for me. So I always have to be on campus if I want to be productive. Um, the main, if I'm studying super late at night and I don't think I can tolerate Levy, I'll go to the religious center because it's open 24 hours. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. And then during the day, if I want to be outside, I'll go to the balconies in the cinema school. Those are really nice, but that's if I'm doing mm. more a more lighthearted assignment. I just want to be outside. And <laughs> Light, a lighthearted assignment. If it's like drawing, like, you know, you know, flowers, if I'm yeah, doing that. Like, yeah. if, I, if I'm like writing an essay versus coding, I might be on, you might see me on the SCA balconies. But if I really need to study, it's either the architecture library or Levy. Mm. Interesting. What? Which floor of Levy? For those of you guys listening, like different floors have different noise levels and like different levels of seriousness. Like I've only ever made it to the basement. Officially or unofficially? I don't actually know. I've. I do know that they used to have like this is a quiet floor. Yeah, I don't know if that's the case. I think they have quiet floors, but there's like an unofficial gradient almost. And I've only ever made it to the basement where people are like working in groups and talking. Like I I can't do silence. Interesting. I this semester I discovered the first floor, which I feel like no one really studies on. But if you go to the left, right when you walk in, there's um an a little area near the windows. So I try to study there because I feel like it's one of the less depressing parts of leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, if I really need to focus, I'll go to the third floor because it's the quietest. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm studying with friends, I'll study in the basement. But that's mm-hmm. basement is more if it's past 11 p.m. and I'm grinding last minute before an exam. Interesting. Gotcha. Let's uh, put a pause on this conversation because I think you have, and we'll definitely pick this back up on the other side, but let's mm-hmm. cut into the meat of this episode. Safia, you bring us an episode. Tell us what the listeners are about to be uh, diving into here. 
Yeah, for sure. So I feel like when we are listening to an engineering podcast, we don't get to really hear a lot of the creative side that you can explore at USC. So I really wanted to get mm-hmm. a couple guests that are engineering students, but that are kind of coloring outside the lines and that picked up either creative minors or majors. Um, I'll let them introduce themselves because they have really cool backgrounds of how they got involved with that. But Sweet. I asked them a little bit about um, how they got involved in their creative discipline, how they balance the two programs, um, how they view each of the programs. Like, are they complementary? Are they completely different studies? And also how they expect to see both of those, both of those disciplines in their future careers. That sounds great. So let's get out of the way and hand it right back over to you, Safia, to talk a little bit more about art, creativity, and things uh, usually thought of as disparate to engineering and technology degree programs. Welcome back to a new episode of the Turby Voices podcast. I'm your host, Safia Patel, for today. Um, this is my first podcast for Viterbi Voices, so I hope everyone is just as excited as I am. Um, today's topic, we're going to be diving into a world where engineering students have taken on more creative minors and majors outside of their traditional studies. So I have two guests with me today. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Ava. I'm a junior and I'm majoring in biomedical engineering. And then I'm doing a minor in cinematic arts and a minor in dance and entertainment. Hey, I'm Aditya. I'm a double major in CS and also uh, majoring in classical guitar performance. And I'm a senior. Um, So would you guys mind telling the audience, I'm sure this is the main question on their mind, um, why did you choose your additional creative studies? Did you have a background with it before you got to USC? Is it something you started exploring once you got to campus? Just a little bit about how you got involved in that. Hey, y'all, sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know that we have a number of campus visit programs available to you right now. If you want to check out what campus is like, if you want to learn more about the Viterbi School of Engineering, go to viterbi.link slash visit. That's V-I-T-E-R-B-I dot link slash visit where you can learn about our Viterbi visit experiences that happen on most Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We have some virtual events that happen on occasional weekdays and occasional Saturdays. Plus, we have some transfer virtual admission sessions where you can learn all about how to get those courses ready for transferring. We want to meet you. We will have lots of opportunities opportunity to do it and it's happening all summer long, but get your registration in now at viterbi.link slash visit. Hope to see you soon. Yeah, I was a dancer my whole entire life. I've been dancing since I was six and I knew that was something I like wanted to keep up with and do more in college. And Kaufman is the dance school here and it has like really insane faculty. It's a really great facility. And so I knew I wanted to take advantage of those classes and for cinematic arts, I've just always loved watching movies and TV. It's always been something that I'm into. And so I figured like USC was the perfect place to learn more about it and to really get to see like the behind the scenes of what goes on and then also take classes that are more focused towards like analyzing film. So I just kind of did them because I was interested in them. And I figured that like USC would be a really good place to explore that. Cool. And then for me, um, I actually came into USC as a music major. And then I yes on afterwards. Um, so for me, I've been playing classical guitar uh, since I was like eight years old. And I, USC has been my dream school since like my freshman year of high school. Um, the faculty here is insane. I think both for dance, for any kind of art in general, USC's faculty is actually amazing. 
Um, and so I knew I wanted to come here and like get that experience and really kind of grow as a guitarist, um, not just for classical guitar, but in other ways. And then for me, CS has been something that was like, okay, how viable is music to me as a career? And would I want to continue doing it like completely full time and throw myself into that? So I was like, I don't know. So I tried CS and CS was great and it kind of just fit in. So how is your application process for the CS program? Because I know you said you came in as guitar. So how was the application process? And if you could talk a little bit about like why you chose CS versus a different engineering major? Absolutely. Um, So getting into CS specifically was actually not too bad. Um, The Turby makes it pretty easy for the computer science department, at least. And all it is, is you start off as pre-engineering, as they call it, and you take three classes pretty much in your CS curriculum. So I had to take um, like 103, 170, and like a math class as well. So like just the very basic core classes that USC has for CS majors. And I took those three classes plus Calc 3. And then as long as you do well enough in them, I think it's like C plus or B minus or something or higher they're like, okay, pretty much you're guaranteed to get into the CS program. Um, And then this is more of a follow-up question for Ava, but do you think that the option to explore interdisciplinary studies factored into your decision to come to USC specifically? Like, was that something you had planned? Um, Yeah, definitely. Well, USC was like my dream school since probably middle school. Like I was obsessed with USC. And then when I was looking into the engineering program, I saw that they had the whole like engineering plus philosophy and that they really encouraged like interdisciplinary education. And I think even on the application for Viterbi, one of the questions is like, what are you going to do outside of engineering? And so I really figured that USC was kind of, it was really the only school I was looking at that really encouraged doing something in addition to engineering, which I really liked because I knew that like dance was something I wanted to continue doing in like any way possible. And so being able to take classes at Coffin was like a big I think I wrote that on my application too. And um, obviously like USC's cinematic arts school is like pretty much the best in the world, I think. And I knew that that would be something really kind of fun outside of engineering because obviously like engineering was like the career path and the goal, but I figured that college is kind of, it's kind of the last place you can just take classes and something cool that you're interested in as like a side hobby. So yeah, it was like a huge factor in me choosing USC because I, I thought that it was obviously doable because I'd seen other um, USC students, like while I was um, like interviewing for the school and like talking to students, they all had like either a minor or like clubs they were involved in that were outside of engineering. So I really saw USC as a place where you could kind of do everything that you wanted to. And so, yeah, it was like a huge part of me coming here. I forgot to ask you as well. Um, is there an application process for Kaufman and for the cinema school when you're applying for a minor? Um. I, it's like technically an application, but it's it's really easy. Like the I think all of the dance minors, you literally just like fill out a Google form. Like it's it's so easy. You can declare a dance minor if you've never danced at all in your life. Um, and then for cinematic arts, they have like the cinema school has a bunch of different minors. And the specific one I'm doing is kind of like they call it like a choose your own adventure type of minor. You can take classes in any department in the cinematic arts school. And that one is also just like a really easy add-on application. But then they have a few other ones that do have some prereqs. I think like screenwriting. Um, I don't really know about the other ones, but I know like the other minors, you have to take a few 
prereq classes and do well in those before you can apply for the minor. But it's not selective at all, I don't think. Often is really cool because even if you don't have the minor, you can sign up for random classes. So like I'm yeah. in the intro to hip hop class right now, which is so fun. And all, well, you can clearly see the divergence between the people who have prior dancing knowledge versus me and like my little group where none of us have any experience and you can tell that we lack the coordination of a dancer, but it's still so <laughs> much fun. Um, and they really teach you from the ground up, which I think is so cool. Yeah. Um, how would yeah. you say balancing the two different studies has been for you so far? Um, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of difficult to even make them fit into my schedule. Um, also, because I'm doing an emphasis within BME. So that's like additional credits. And then like engineering majors in general, I didn't realize how many more units yeah. an engineering major is compared to other majors. Like I had no idea. Um, so I did take classes over the summer. Like I took physics over the summer. One year I took OCHEM over the summer because I knew that one, they were like not my best subject. So I was like, I'll get them out of the way before school. And then it also did free up space for minor credits. And then I also came in with a lot of AP credits, which definitely helped. Um, and then the minors also have classes that can count towards some of your GEs. So it's been like a tight fit. Oh, and I did have to do like 20 credits one semester. So it's a lot, but I think it's really rewarding because if you like schedule it right, like it could be 20 credits, but like the credits making it 20 is like a dance class. Like it was something fun. It wasn't like additional like schooling. So it's like definitely hard to fit in. And I think if you don't have AP credits, you couldn't do two minors, but one is definitely possible, but two is kind of, it's really hard to fit in there. What does your schedule look like then? I can't imagine how packed it is like on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, no, my schedule this semester was kind of insane. Um, yeah, it, I'm not going to lie. It was it was wild. Um, I took 18 credits and I had four four unit classes that were all like major were like three were for the BME major and then one was writ 340. And then I took a two unit post-production sound class, which is honestly super cool. We learned like all of um, like all the behind the scenes for like editing sound for a film from like background to like special effects to how to edit dialogue and music and all that. And that was like a three hour class every Tuesday. And then with BME, it's a lot of science classes and your science classes also have labs. So like, I think Tuesdays I was in class from 9am to 5pm, like straight with only a half hour break. So that was like insane. Um, Yeah, I just, I was, I had a lot of class this semester, but it was definitely because of the science classes because they have like labs and then a lot of BME classes also have discussion. Um, So it was a lot. It was, it was manageable. But like, I won't lie, it was, it was rough for a bit. (laughs) Do you see your schedule getting a little lighter towards like the, the further you get into your degree? Does it seem like it's getting a little more manageable? Um, I think so because with BME, like you take a lot of just like your general science classes, like chemistry, like molecular bio, um, like biochem, and then, um, just any, like you take a lot of science classes, but once the science classes are out of the way and you're into engineering, it's just it is like purely less hours in your schedule because the science classes are like, you have a three hour lab and then you have your lecture three times a week and then you have a quiz section. So it's like the sheer hours for one class are a lot, but once you kind of move past those, it's definitely less like the classes do get harder, but like you're also like older and you like know how to manage it better than you were when you were a freshman. Yeah. How is balancing guitar and CS been for you? Oh, it's, 
I take 21 units every semester. Wow. I have a semester on top of that. And that last semester is a 20 unit semester. So I get zero break in that sense, but for the most part, it's been okay. It's actually very interesting. Sophomore year, first semester was definitely hard, but that was because lower level CS classes are honestly harder than the upper level ones. But after second semester, sophomore year, like everything was like fine. Uh, junior year, I was actually like really free. I had a lot of free time on my hands. And then this semester has probably been my most like time consuming semester as a senior. So it's a little interesting to see that for me personally, because I'm like, oh, you would expect it to be a lot harder like earlier on than later. But I think it's just like the course load that I took this semester specifically was kind of rough time wise. It's not hard. It's just a lot of like tedious work. Um, but for the most part, balancing it, I think like, I don't know, it depends. Like I'll this this semester, for example, four out of five days, I'm pretty much no three out of five days. I'm pretty much in class from like 9am to like seven ish PM. And then like, on top of that, there's club, there's work, stuff like that. So I'll get home only at like 1030, maybe 12 some days. Um, and I'll be out of the house most of the day. Um, but honestly, it's fine. Cause like, there's a nice break where I get like music and stuff like that. And so like that really helps me balance it. If it's just straight work the entire time, if I'm doing computer science or if I'm doing like, if I'm in my music history class, I can't do that like for hours on end, but as long as I get to play and I get to like hear music and stuff uh, for me, that personally is, I guess, like what makes it really rewarding. It kind of makes it worth it. So do you guys view your creative studies as more of an outlet or do you view it as like additional work? Like what, what is that uh, perception you guys have of your more creative study? I would definitely say it's more of an outlet. Like I, I view it as like my fun classes, like my sophomore year, I took a tap class and a hip hop class. And then I also took a dance history class, which it like sounds really boring when you just start like studying dance history, but it was actually so interesting. And it was just, it was just something completely different, which I really like because I think engineering, like a lot of, like all of my classes were like either science classes or like BME classes, which were a lot of math and a lot of science. And I do like really, like, I like it obviously, but it's nice to have a balance. And I think it, it like, you you like use your brain in a different way like you're thinking about things differently for like a dance history class when you're like writing about dance and how it's like influenced like society and stuff like it is work especially like the kind of like critical study classes but I do view it still as a break because it's a different type of work than what I'm doing in all of my engineering classes and then the dance ones are like purely an outlet like it is it's so fun like dance is such like a stress reliever for me too like you go into a dance class and like you don't think about anything else but like what you're doing and how you're dancing. And so like, it does add a lot to your schedule, but at the same time, it's, it is like a really freeing and a nice outlet. It's like away from school and it doesn't feel like work, which is why I definitely like it. And when I was taking like 20 units, like it felt like a lot, but kind of like what you said with the guitar, it's like, once you're like dancing or once you're like playing or once you have music, it, it is like a break in and of itself. Yeah. I agree with that. I will say like, music history or like the more academic side of music like theory oral skills like stuff like that not as enjoyable um really not as enjoyable and that was like the first two years was like all right so on top of playing on top of all that here's like theory here's like all this other stuff that you're gonna take there's like a class for careers in music and I thought it was a really interesting class but it wasn't very helpful 
right? Whereas like music industry majors, for example, they're really forced, like they're forced to have an internship and they'll help you get an internship, right? Whereas like CS or like a performance major, you're just thrown into the deep end. You're expected to go grab that work experience by yourself. And that kind of sucks from that perspective. Um, so you guys have touched a little bit about how your classes compare, but I kind of want to know a little bit about how the programs themselves compare, like people, culture-wise, environment. Um, for me personally with NCS, I feel like it's not a collaborative subject, but it's really easy to get help from people. I feel like I have a lot of support. Do you find that same community within your engineering majors and within your more creative majors and minors as well? Um, I would say mine are actually both pretty collaborative. I would say like BME especially, like we'll have like group projects, group presentations, but also just like, I think the professors do really like facilitate kind of like a group work environment. Like we're allowed to like, not, I'm not like cheat, but like work on assignments together. And like, they like encourage you to like, if you're stuck on the homework, like ask one of your friends and so they really do foster like an environment where collaboration is like really encouraged. And then I think for dance, obviously like dance is, is like in and of itself a really like social subject. Like when you're in a dance class, like you're interacting with other people, like it's part of the art form. So that's really fun. And then um, for like my cinematic arts classes, it kind of depends on the class, like what it is, but I do think it's also like a collaborative environment. And a lot of them are like discussion-based. So like when we watch a film and we're talking about the sound production, like it's a really like interactive and engaging conversation. And like, you're building off of other people's ideas. And even if you disagree, it's like very like social. So yeah, I'd say that like everything I'm studying is very like collaborative and engaging with other people. Um, For me, I'd say honestly, CS is like kind of collaborative. It depends. There's group projects, very few, not, not too many, but like when you have those group projects, it's definitely collaborative. And then I'm sure everyone collaborates a little bit on the homework, regardless of what professors say, regardless of that, like everyone's talking to each other. They're all like sharing ideas. So I think that part of it is really nice. Guitar is because it's classical guitar. A lot of it is solo instrumentation, like you're playing solo, but then there's also ensembles that you have to play in. Right. Um, So when you, and then there's also like, like just big band guitar kind of things. So like if you're, playing with a whole bunch of other guitarists. A lot of the times, I think my favorite is playing with a quartet. You just have so much you can do with four different guitars. And so to me, that's really interesting. And it's really cool to kind of hear and also play. Um, So that collaboration is probably my most favorite time. And so we rehearse like two or three times a week. And like, that's definitely like some of the most fun times I have. You got to pick who you uh collaborate with in those groups or is it just based on your class pairings so like okay for context the guitar major is very small Mm -hmm. um at least in the undergrad it's maybe 15 to 20 students total like across all years (laughs) so um they what they do is you can definitely give input and be like hey i want to work with this person or if you want it doesn't even have to be a part of the class you can go up to someone and just be like hey i want to work with you you could work with like flautist you could work with like wind players as well like whoever you want to pretty much right and so that kind of collaboration is like heavily encouraged um in terms of class there is an ensemble class and usually they pick for you but i've been with the same quartet group for the past two years now um 
And the professors even asked me, hey, do you want to switch? Do you want to do something else? And I was like, no, I love these people. Like, these are my people. So I'm going to stick with them. But yeah. Thank you. I love that. That's really cool. I feel like in the classes I've had within Viterbi, there is collaboration, but sometimes the group projects can be even more difficult than the individual projects, just trying to coordinate timings and making sure everyone's doing their parts. Like right now I'm in a, a software development class and no one, I, I wouldn't say that people are necessarily getting their deliverables done on time, which can be really stressful. Hmm? It's 201 or 310. It's 201. <laughs> Yeah, um, my girlfriend's going through that same process right now. And when I tell you, I think three people literally finished their entire final project like together out of like a group of what, eight people probably? It's like, yeah. wow. It's definitely difficult. Th- this finals week has been something else. I think it's been the worst one in my time here so far. <laughs> also, one question that I got from a freshman who was applying to USC. I, she was thinking about being electrical and pop pop music or something like that. And her parents kept asking her why she was so insistent on bringing her music study to her education. Because I feel like there's a lot of people that say you should keep your hobbies and your academic life separate because you don't want to take one or the other. Um so why did you guys decide to pursue your creative hobby as an academic study as well? Like, why did you not just keep it as a hobby that you would pursue on the side? Um, well, for dance, I think, like, especially here, like, the faculty and the professors, like, they're working professionals, like, they're, they're like, the best of the best. So if I think, like, having an opportunity to learn from them is, like, just incredible and like so amazing and valuable that I was like why would I like why would I not do that and with like cinematic arts as well like all of my professors are like working in the industry like very successful like very knowledgeable and you kind of can't really get that anywhere else and like for dance I also am like on dance team so I have it like non-academically as like an outlet where I'm just like with other people for fun um but also like with the dance classes I think that it like I I really don't see like a downside to it I get like keeping things separate but I think with dance it's a little bit different because the classes are like it's a dance class you're with other people it's like very low stakes and then the more academic ones are um like they're not as fun but it's still I think it's just something cool to learn about that you're not really going to get anywhere else and so that's why I kind of decided to pursue them academically um yeah for me I just like really didn't see a downside honestly Hey everyone, this is Paul. Sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know about a new feature we just unlocked. It's about sending us questions or comments via text. If you go to your podcast player, check the show notes. There's a link there that says, send us a question or comment. It may be on our next episode. So go in there, send us a little quick text message. Let us know what your questions are. Let us know what your comments are. We'd love to hear from you. So we can't wait to see it. Now back to the episode. And then I think like keeping them separate, like I do kind of keep them separate, I guess. Right. These are two very, these are two entirely different majors. Um, And to me, they are two separate worlds entirely. And I constantly switch back between them. Um, But it's very much like I want, like ideally in an ideal world, if money was not a problem, I would just go for music full time. I would not do CS. I would just play my guitar 24 seven. But that's not possible 
possible. So the dream is ideally like CS and guitar on the side, right? Eventually like pursue something, but it's more of a side hobby that you're just constantly working on outside of your day job. Um, and so for me, that's kind of how I see it. And then I guess the last thing is like, in terms of like interdisciplinary stuff, I really do want to combine the two in some way. So for me, like the idea of composition is particularly like enjoyable and like meaningful. And the problem I face is like a lot of composers, I think, have trouble figuring out, okay, so what should I do next? And so for me, if there's a way for CS to kind of prompt you and be like, hey, here's an idea or here's a concept. And with all the breakthroughs in AI, I'm sure it's possible. It's definitely going to happen at some point. And so for me, I'm very much like, I want to be a part of that. Have you been able to explore that intersectionality like through USC at all or like through any? Yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. yeah. Um, so literally I'm taking an ML class right now. And so for that ML class, they have you do a giant final project. Um, and I was ambitious and with my group and we were like, okay, you know what? Let's take on a project that might be a little bit harder. And so our project that we're working on right now is can you predict chords based on a melody? So you're given a melody and can the model basically say, hey, here's a given, here's the chord for this point in melody. So you're given time steps and like within those time steps, you place chords. And so if the model can do that successfully, um, then it works, I guess. How is that project but, going? Um, it's slow progress. We're at like 20% accuracy. So it's rough. It's it's difficult for sure. You'd think that even with all the tooling that and like all the new AI stuff that's coming out, it'd be easier, but it's definitely a process. It'll get there eventually though. What class is it for? This is 467, intro to ML. Oh, okay. That's cool. Is that a tech elective for CS? The tech elective for CS. It's a great class. Um, there's only like four homeworks. The workload is pretty light. The midterms and the finals are hard. <laughs> I haven't taken the final yet, but I know it's hard. So, Oh, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about other involvements you have on campus, um, whether those are engineering ones or ones that relate more to your creative discipline. I'm uh, so at least for me, a lot of my other involvements are CS related. Um, if I was not a guitarist, if I was a violinist, or if I was a wind player or a brass player, I would definitely have more musical involvement, specifically like I'd be playing an orchestra or a band or something like that. But as a guitarist, you're kind of in your own little world. You're kind of isolated from all the other instruments. You don't blend as well. You don't mix as well. And so for me, like the, the biggest part of it is kind of like other involvements in music is kind of, we do something called outreach at the very least. Um, where we kind of go to like a hospital and we play music, um, stuff like that. And then on top of that, so my other involvements, I guess, like CS wise, I'm so obviously I know Ellen through Code the Change um, and she introduced us. But so I've been a part of CTC since like sophomore year and we basically build stuff for nonprofits. And to me, I was always interested in kind of doing a lot of volunteer work. Uh, I wanted to continue it from high school. And I said, wow, this is like the perfect way to continue that, like, and still like learn and gain stuff from it and meet like an awesome community of like designers, developers, like just people in general. And then this semester got particularly busy because uh, of Lava Lab specifically. I joined Lava Lab as a developer and wow, that is a time commitment and a half. 
like that took up a lot of time um but it's done demo night was yesterday we're done it's over um but definitely like really it was it was fun it was definitely fun it was time consuming and it was long hours and we'd stay up late like we stayed up till five seven a.m ish like tuesday night um but it was really fun for the most part and i think it was just unfortunate it had to come like come this one semester where my workload was intense what was your project for lava love we built um we built out tabletop so it's basically nightlife bookings and guest list guest list management made easy um essentially what that is is if you want to book a table at a club we make it easy to do that on an app so built that out probably want to continue building that out actually because my pm is pretty well connected and it actually has potential um we've spoken to multiple clubs about it so there is traction in that sense my, i'm not gonna lie mine are very like not viterbi focused right now um i'm on a dance team called breakthrough hip-hop and so we basically like put together a showcase at the end of every semester in bovard so that ends up being like super time consuming especially as we get closer to our showcase and then i'm also a co-director on trojan tap troupe which is a new club and we focus on like tap dancing and we take classes from professionals in the la area and then we also will perform at like other dance team showcases i think the dance community at usc is like very big and there's like a lot of crossover because what a lot of clubs will do is they'll hold their own showcases but then they invite other dance teams to perform so it's like really collaborative in that way and then I'm like less involved in this this semester, but of a Turby involvement was Robo Pals. And basically we um, once a week put together a engineering workshop for students at a local elementary school. So like one night we'll have a meeting and like we'll go over all the details of the workshop and then we'll walk over to the school and do it with like the kids in the classroom. And that's really fun. I love working with kids. Um, yeah, that is like a super fun club. Um, and then also um, I'm kind of less involved in it now, but Associated Students of Biomedical Engineering is like the professional BME org. Um, and that one's just like, there's a lot of like general meetings and then also like networking events and then some social stuff. But my semester, the semester was very, very, very time consuming with like, I was taking OCHEM and molecular bio and those are two classes that like studying on top of class is just very, very time consuming. And then I'm also in a sorority. So that in and of itself is like another commitment. So less Viterbi than I've had the past two years, but that'll change next year. Sounds like you have a lot on your plate though. I can't imagine. And Breakthrough just had their showcase last week, right? Or was it? Yeah. It might've been two weeks ago. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. Last week was Thanksgiving. So week before, but I heard really good uh, reviews about it. Hey, thank you. (laughs) Because I was talking to Irith about it, and he said it went really well. And um, Irith, I and love Sophia, Irith. I think Sophia's in it too, right? Wait, who? Sophia. Trangooch. I think so. Yeah. Wait, she's my little. We do big oh, little. Okay. That's so cool. <laughs> um, Aditya kind of talked about this for himself, but I wanted to know if Ava, um, do you see some intersectionality between? the things you're pursuing creatively versus your engineering major? Like, do you hope that in your future career that there's some bridge between either dance or cinema with like an engineering aspect? Um, I like think that there could be. Um, I know the cinematic art school has this minor for health majors. Um, 
I forget exactly the details, but it's like kind of using her kind of using cinema to like relay like health information, like statistics that way. Um, I completely forgot the name of the major. I think I just like butchered that, but there's, there is like an intersecting minor somewhere. Um, I like, I think it's possible. It's, I feel like to the ear, you're like, how the heck would that cross over? But I do think, especially with BME and like a health related field, cinema could be a way to kind of tackle misinformation and like represent different like diseases in an accurate way and like medications, especially in like possible treatments and kind of like debunking like stigmas around like vaccines and that type of thing could actually be a really useful tool. Um, I'm sure there's some like engineer somewhere doing making a device for like dance that could be, Oh, I think prosthetics would totally be an intersection. I don't really want to go into prosthetics, but I have seen like technology that's created for like dancers that maybe they've like, I don't know, like lost their leg or had an amputation and you can really create a prosthetic that will have that they can like have more control over so they can like point the foot and like still like be able to dance. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely intersection. I don't know if I'm going to go down that path because um, I mostly just see dance as like something I kind of do for myself because I've just been doing it for so long. I honestly can't imagine like going through life not dancing. Um, and then cinematic arts is more just I don't know if I'd ever go into the industry, obviously, because it's a little intimidating and like definitely really kind of hard to break into. But it's more something that I'm kind of here to just learn about and like pick up new skills like editing. I had no idea how to edit before I took this post-production sound class. And now I like kind of know how all of like the industry standard like softwares work, which is cool. Um, but yeah, there's definitely intersection. I don't know if I'm going to go down that path, but I do think it's honestly something really cool that could be studied and like worked on. Do you, when you're interviewing for internships or just any positions, do you think recruiters have interesting reactions to your cross studies between like dance and biomedical or even your family? Like what were other people's reactions to your decision to pursue both studies? It's always like, whoa, like that's a lot. I remember my <laughs> When I, because I kind of, I knew I wanted to dance and I knew I wanted to do cinematic arts, but I honestly just like couldn't choose between them for what I wanted to minor in. So I was like, let's just do both and see what happens. And my advisor was like, Ava, like, I don't know how we're going to make this work. And then every semester he'd look at my schedule and be like, I don't understand how like this is fitting. Like it's insane. Um, so yeah, a lot of people are like, whoa, like that's so different. I do get the questions of like, how is that going to intersect? And I'm like, I don't know yet. Like I'll figure that out somehow, but um and even my family I think they kind of expected it because they've like seen like my other hobbies I've always been the type of kid that like was doing completely different stuff like I was in like business clubs I was in science clubs I was playing the violin for like 12 years like I always was doing different things and I think that I think it honestly just like helps me feel more well-rounded so I do I do like say that to like recruiters or whenever I'm like in an interview setting and they always ask you about it. I think that getting to like work with people that have completely different interests is also really valuable because you can still, you can still like pick up skills from different settings that you won't pick up in your engineering classes. And it's more like interactions with people, like more like teamwork, like learning how to um, work with people that are obviously very like have different interests from you, I think is honestly just a really important skill in life. So 
yeah, I get a varying amount of reactions, but I think, I don't know, I think it's beneficial to do multiple things and like to be well-versed in different areas. Aditya, have you had any like adverse reactions to the studies that you're pursuing or just any like odd reactions from recruiters, families, friends? Um, it's kind of the same as what Ava said. Um, it's always like, whoa, that must be a lot, like 21 units, like what? Like, how do you do that? Um, but besides that, I don't, I have had one reaction where someone was like, music, why are you doing that? What are you going to do with that? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> let me live. Um, but it was very much like, I don't know, I felt attacked for doing music and i was like it's something i love it's a part of who i am and so i'm gonna pursue it i get that all the time they're like what are you going to do with it and i'm like like i don't have to do anything with it like i just like dancing i want to do that for as long as i can and i think that there's kind of nothing wrong with taking a class in a subject that maybe you like have no experience in like taking film classes i'm like it's learning a new skill it's like a new hobby it's something that like brings you joy i don't think everything in college needs to be like obviously the main goal of college is like going and like learning to like work in an industry and like along those lines and like getting a job. But it's also just a really great opportunity to learn something that maybe you haven't learned before or to like explore a new subject that you might want to do as like a hobby later in life or just to like genuinely pick up a new skill just for pure enjoyment. I don't think everything has to be like career really? figuring out a way to make money from it. Like you can just do stuff because you like it and find it interesting. I mean, I think like, like people, people think about it as like, yes, career focus, but I honestly see it more as like, all right, how many people can I meet really like in, in that moment? Cause this is the last time that we're really going to be in an environment where we can meet so many people so easily. Yeah. Right? So it's very much like, how many people can I meet? How many like, um, like interesting, like diverse group of people can I meet, I guess, like as well, cause everyone's doing something different. And so kind of like getting to interact with them and then like, so for me, that's like the two majors does that perfectly because I interact with totally two totally different worlds and you'd never see anyone in music in CS normally. Like at least I have it. Um, I don't know if anyone else really doing that. Um, but if you guys meet anyone, please let me know. <laughs> I was in shock when I was introduced to you. I, I You're like a unicorn. Like I didn't know that existed. Um, so I don't know if I'd be able to find another one, but... That would be cool. Um, I feel like I have very similar reactions when I hear of people that are kind of pursuing the studies you guys are. I'm definitely the one that's like, oh, wow, that I don't know how you guys are managing it. I wish that could be me. Um, so I think it's really cool that you guys are able to pursue everything that you wanted to in college. That's really awesome to see. Um, but to kind of wrap up the podcast, I wanted to see if you guys had any advice for people who are thinking about doing the same thing as you, but might be a little scared to kind of jump into it. Um, was there any advice that you wish you heard when you were starting off or things you've learned along the way? Honestly, I would say like, look into every possibility to making something work. Like truly where there is a will, like there is a way. Um, I, there's this, I know there's this thing that USC does called the Academic Achievement Award. And basically if you have like above a certain GPA, you can take additional units for free if you have like a double major or minor. So that was how I was able to take more units without necessarily having to like add on a bunch of extra costs. Cause that's like, it's not possible for everyone. So that was like a really great resource to take advantage of and like do things over the summer, like take AP classes. If you want to like kind of get some engineering requirements out of the way. 
um like they're like there's a way to make it work there always is no matter what people say like there's there's like a side path somewhere um so yeah i think if you like want to do it really badly like you can totally make it work um you just have to kind of be prepared and like look for different avenues to make everything fit or if you're like me you can also have an extra semester and that always makes it work um yeah any other advice or any final closing thoughts that you guys have i'd say like I feel like for anyone entering college, just make the most of your time. Like this, these, these are four years you're never getting back. And looking back, well, I came in during COVID. So my first year was completely online. And so for me, I was like, well, there were experiences that I missed. And so anyone like who's looking to do anything interdisciplinary, like make the most of both worlds, like really just go see every single possible thing you can do in both worlds and then do them. Yeah, honestly, like college really is like it's the last place where you're going to be able to take classes like this and learn about something like completely foreign to you in such an accessible way, especially at USC, like all of the, like that's something about USC is that no matter what school you're in or like what field you want to pursue, like the professors and the faculty are genuinely so amazing and like so knowledgeable. Um, So just like take advantage of that. Totally. If you come here, like there's just so much at your fingertips and you just like need to go and explore all of it because again, like this is four years you're never going to get back. So like really make the most of it. And if part of that is like pursuing something artistic, like do that and like, don't hold back because like this also like being surrounded by your peers who are doing the same thing. Like this is, you can take like dance classes and like, I'm sure you can learn other skills later in life, but you're never going to be surrounded by people who are also passionate about it in the same sense and who are like so eager to learn in the same way. I think that covered all the questions I have. Thank you both for joining me. Um, wishing you the best of luck with the last week of school and with finals. And thank you for taking the time out of your day because I know everyone probably has a really hectic schedule this week. So thank you so much. All right. Welcome back, Sophia. Thank you for uh, bringing us a great podcast. I like what you said, like before, I think right as we were going into the episode, you know, coloring outside of the lines. It's like it's very, very apt with the creativity that you're bringing in. You know, it's pretty it's a pretty good comment. Um, I also I also didn't mean to denigrate the the topic um, uh, when I said you, you're, you had a lighthearted assignment of like coloring flowers and things like that. I feel like I completely like stepped on everything before we got into what we're doing. <laughs> Well, based on what the guests said during the podcast, I feel like they kind of view their creative disciplines as a little bit lighthearted too, but I think it's just up to interpretation. But I wish I, mean, I had a coloring assignment every now and then too. It's about enjoying what you do, yeah. right? And it's about stretching. It's it's really interesting because I, 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 from a professional standpoint, I think of it as kind of like stretching muscles, right? And, and a lot of times people think of practices as... Um, therapeutic or meditative and and i agree with that too it's like the idea that you can like get off of a lane to do something else and then you know engage your brain waves in a different way it helps those other brain muscles uh mm-hmm. colloquially uh t- take a little bit of a break but i also think of it as it it also just makes you someone someone like working out or athleticism or training for anything it's the idea of like training those muscles i keep using that term because the more that 
you know, like I think of it like a weightlifting perspective, like the more that you train your hamstrings and your back, the more that like your abs are going to get stronger mm -hmm. as a result of that. And like your shoulders are going to get stronger from all those different things that you're doing. So the more that you're moving it around that, that whole body experience, that whole brain experience, I think a lot of engineers need to hear this because mm -hmm. they do think that there's only value in the things that they have the skill set in, and they may find new unlocked skill sets by stretching and 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 going outside the lines as you said so i, I love this concept and i love the, that we're talking about this because it's also not rare right this is this is somewhat of a common occurrence for our students next yeah. level unlocked <laughs> absolutely leveling up and subway surfers Ooh, good tie back that was good right, right. Good reference like there. Like paul you'd almost think that you'd play the thing but uh, I, yeah, I really like this topic, Safia, because this is something that I hadn't considered very much like coming into college. And now I'm realizing the importance of, you know, nurturing different parts of your brain and trying different things, you know, working out different muscles, like Paul was saying, so it makes us, it makes us a better engineer, a more well-rounded human. And it's also like fun. I don't know, mm -hmm. like it, I, college, especially my later parts of college, I feel like I've been trying to like collect hobbies almost because mm -hmm. now Mentally, I'm at the point where like, you know, I don't need to be great at something to enjoy doing it. And like for that, to, that's just enough sometimes, you know, Absolutely. like if I want to just draw a picture like, yeah, it's it, my drawing skills are very subpar. But if it's something I enjoy doing, like why not spend the time to do it? And I wish I, I explored that earlier, too, because I think I was really scared of not being the best in a class. Mm. And for me on the creative side, I knew I wasn't going to be the best. So mm -hmm. Uh, my whole sophomore year, I never delved into all the creative classes that you can take without even picking up a minor until this semester when I took my dance class. And I realized like- Hip hop dance, right? Yes. Oh yeah, dancing queen. You always drop hip hop when you say you're taking a dance class and I have to pull it out of you every single time. <laughs> hip hop, intro to hip hop, 185A. Everyone should take it. It's a great class with Dante mm -hmm. Rose. Um, but it's, everyone in that class is so welcoming and- there's definitely people that are better than me, way better than me, like 10 to 12 years of dancing experience, but they still make you feel involved. They tell you that you can keep getting better. And honestly, that's a class I always look forward to the most. Even if I have an assignment due that night, I never skip dance class because it's the most like refreshing part of my week. And mm -hmm. I'm glad that I'm finally in a position where like I'm planning on pursuing either more dance classes or more just creative classes for mm -hmm. the rest of my time at USC. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Maya. Sorry. I was gonna say I have a list of like all these creative classes that like, yeah, I wish I wish I had taken those earlier, you know. I like did I really need to take another like some of the classes I chose to take were cool, but I think even if I was in like 14 units, like I should have picked up a two-unit like photography class or something. So uh we can compare lists, Sophia, of like <laughs> different classes that I regret not taking that are like super cool. I'm down for that. We were talking on the front end of this episode about studying and where you study um and that made me start thinking this question of and this is only relevant to us i just realized that um but because no one can see us um uh, but Safia, where are you recording this right now is it what is that background it kind of looks like a podcast room right that's I why i was asking like did you go to like a did you go to like a soundproof room like what is that I'm at the religious center right now because it's like the closest building to because I live on the north side of campus. Got it. So when I'm coming from that side, it's the closest available building to me. So I always just find myself here. But it I don't know if I can show you guys, but it's this Maybe. tiny room with just it's, like one whiteboard and a desk. 
and I just lock myself in here sometimes. Uh, just like a study room. That's, that's really cool. So yeah. nice. That's I was wondering because of the styling of those felt backgrounds. I was like, this is like a room. At first, I thought it was a background. I'm like, no, that's a room. Mm-hmm. And where are you? And I've never seen this before. So this is very very cool. Yeah, this place is really cool because it also has a kitchen downstairs. So I like will leave my lunch in there, grab water from there, warm food what? up. I think you're unlocking a bunch of secrets, dude. What? Why am I? Why? Why do I hear about all these things now when I am like about to finish my first semester senior year? Like, there's so many cool things that I'm like, what the heck? Like, new USC unlocked every every semester. Really. So cool. one one of the questions I was going to ask you all is, have you ever gone studying into the book stacks in Doheny? I have. No, no I have not. I, and, feel like I, I wish people could see everybody's faces because like Safi, you got super excited and Maya, you got scared. Like you <laughs> yeah. were like, you're like, I am not going back there. And I think we should explain what the book stacks are and why, why you both had those, those interesting reactions. That is where I spent most of the second half of my first semester at USC, to be honest. Why? Um, for some reason, the people that I found myself studying with loved the book stacks in Doheny specifically. Um, the fourth floor, I think it's the fourth floor. That's like the one you enter on. You enter and then you take one flight down. One flight down. Okay. Yeah. So they would always study there and there's only one outlet in that entire room. So we'd all just be fighting over the outlet, but for some reason they loved it. So I have a little bit of PTSD from that room just because I, it was my first semester here. That's when I was still going through my whole transition process. Yeah. Not knowing Um, where to go. So a lot of memories tied to that room for me. The book sacks are these uh, nine floors, um, five up, four down, I think is what it is. Um, under four, four underground, five up. And I don't know why, if you knew that, but it goes down and not. it goes up. It's when you enter, you have an elevator and you can go up five floors. Or you can go down four. Uh, and the book stacks are like somewhat claustrophobic in that, like I'm a little over six foot tall. And so the ceiling is like right above my head. So it's basically like six foot three, let's say the ceiling is, and it's floor to ceiling books. It is that classic maze almost like a ghost is going to pop out at any single moment back there it's kind of dark but inside the stacks are these like little nooks for study tables and every once in a while you think you're completely alone but talking about silence maya which is probably why you wouldn't like it it's Mm -hmm. always silent and then all of a sudden you just like see shoes and you're like oh someone's there like that's just how weird it is (laughs) you don't even realize it uh and given that everyone's probably wearing headphones anyways they don't know if they you're you walked up on them they don't know you're there either so it's a really weird weird environment but super cool interesting i was gonna say let's psychoanalyze maya so i (laughs) i'm just like i think i'm just very like unfamiliar with libraries you know starting college in covid all i would do is like study at home um so i think that like set the precedent you know i never had that freshman year like looking around for things and all the freshmen obviously weren't in their dorms but i would just be like at the kitchen table with my brother at home in wisconsin so i think like that very high school mentality of college coursework which is interesting a little bit yeah um and i think i'm just like that just created like i needed to be around somebody else and like see other things going on while i'm studying you know i was never like able to go to a like completely silent area and I don't know, I just became very used to studying and doing things in my own space. So yeah, well, I've, I've, I've never walked into Doheny or I've actually only seen like the philosophy library because it's really pretty. I went to yeah. the engineering library to print once and then I've been to Levy a couple of times, but yeah. 
Well, that's why I asked, like, was the shift to a library out of desperation? Because I remember in college, like, that was where I went when and nothing else was working. Like, I was like, this isn't working. I'm not getting, I'm not focusing. Mm -hmm. I'm all over the place. Turns out I have other focus problems that I'm now very aware of and I know how to manage, but I didn't know how to manage them there. And, um, like what I listened to, how I, like when I really need to focus. And back then I would get distracted by everything and who was in the apartment, who was not in the apartment. And then it was like super caffeination inside of a library somewhere is where <laughs> I thought the answer was going to be. And it wasn't because then I got distracted with all of the new stimuli around me. Like who just walked in? Who's down? Who was over there? What's happening over here? And so it's just a fascinating world of how people study and what they get out of it and what they're doing. And also the topic is is different too. Mm -hmm. Um, well, cool. So I have one last question, uh, and this is, um, mostly from Maya, but I want Safia to jump in and kind of pile on here. You've got one semester left. What is on the bucket list? That's a good question. Paul, I don't want to cry on the podcast. This is going to be so sad. This is just um, blue sky territory. This is not drilling in. I mean, yeah. This is just the beginning of a, of a topic. Yeah, true, true. Um, I what are the things, because like, you started talking about like studying and things you just discovered senior year, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But what are the things you got one semester left? And I'll give you some categories, right? Uh, classes, uh, experiences, uh, places at USC that you've heard of, LA experiences, because it's kind of like your last six months in LA and this, it, it, it mm. might be, uh, mm. and, or five months in LA. So when you think of these ideas, is this restaurants, is this neighborhoods, is this places, is this uh, the the USC thing you heard about that you never did before? Very good question. Okay. We'll start. I'll start with a California one. Actually, my roommate asked me this question this morning, so I, I really should be prepared to answer this. Um the yeah california wise i want to go on a california road trip i did like a pseudo road trip but we went up to monterey as like the furthest north mm, that we were yeah, going yeah. um so i'd like to road trip up to um i don't know i think it could be fun to go to like a national park or like go closer to like the bay area um so that's where one of my roommates is from and then another roommate is from ventura so i'm like we could make our way up there so that's on my list next semester um is to do the, just a little bit more california exploration um as far as in los angeles and i'm i'm not 100% sure how like dire this is on my like if this is like a bucket list item or like a nice to have um but i'd really like to go to a concert at the hollywood bowl mm. i've heard a lot of good things about that so that's like an la category um, and then as far as USC, all of the seniors, um, like, so I, I take a lot of graduation photos for seniors, um, and everybody really likes taking photos in the fountains. So I definitely want to, uh, yeah, I don't know if I should say <laughs> this here, but like, cause students will, seniors will sometimes do like a little bit of a fountain run. Um, normally they turn off the fountains at some point, but, uh, maybe, maybe taking a dip in the fountain, dipping my foot in. I feel like I've, I've done my time here. Um, that's a senior tradition. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I will tell you that first off, all great ideas. Let me give you some, a little bit of pointers or my experience in these mm -hmm. Bay area road trip. Fantastic. And given that Peyton is there in the Ventura, she's from Ventura. That's mm -hmm. what you're referring to, right? So you can yep. yeah, do the first hour and a half drive up to Ventura, stay there for the night. And then if you're going to keep going, my recommendation is make a stop in Cambria. Cambria. Okay. Um, and explore that town. But like a, a small little hotel on Moonstone Beach is fantastic to just really soak in this experience. 
And then um, if you want to, you can do like the Hearst Castle thing. If you've never done that, um, it's always a kind of, if you've never been to Hearst Castle, it's, an, it's a neat experience. Um, and then that, then you'll take that and you'll drive through Big Sur. Depending on how long you want to stretch this out, um, staying in Big Sur, camping in Big Sur, all yeah. great ideas. I've, I've done the Big Sur before. So my other okay. roommate, so Peyton's from Ventura. My other roommate is from Monterey. Um, so so then, we, you did, then you went to Monterey after that? We did that. Yeah. Stay in Monterey. So okay. we would probably do that. Okay, cool. And then you go on up and then do Bay Area things, um, which mm-hmm. is which is very cool. Um, kind of random, sorry. but also one thing that I would recommend is, have you been to Solvang already? No. Oh, go to they have They have an ostrich farm and it's so cool. I also just had like a weird phase in high school where I was really, I just loved ostriches. So it was all, it's always been on my <laughs> list and I was finally able to go over this past fall break and I just spent an hour taking pictures with ostriches and it was a great experience and I would recommend it. No way. Solving ostrich farm. Okay. Well, yeah, I forgot about solving actually. Yes. Go there. Um, and I wasn't thinking, um, because you're over 21. And so when we're done with the podcast, I'll tell you why you'll really enjoy solving is all the wine tasting. I'm feeling 22. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, so solving wine tasting, uh, enjoy that. There's some fantastic elements up there, including Los Olivos, which is another small town that's up there. Then, um, oh, other story, uh, Hollywood Bowl. Going to be kind of hard to do before you graduate because it's usually a summer thing. Mm-hmm. That but might, that might just at, have to be a summer while I still have my apartment thing. They usually start in May, but it just kind of depends when they're going to start. I think it's like Memorial Day, but it's a summer thing. But then also the other thing you may want to consider is um, the Greek theater. If you've never been to the Greek. I've been twice. It was so have you? fun. Okay, yeah, cool. So just throwing out another option because they might have another concert that will go mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the last thing you said? What was it? it was an LA thing? Fountain Run. Oh yeah, we're not gonna talk about that. Um, <laughs> Top secret. You'll know we're, if you. We're come gonna to skip. Go see. We're gonna skip right past that. Um, anyway, uh, very cool. Safi, do you have uh, suggestions for her uh, for bucket list? Bowl. Um, have you ever seen the videos of like the trek to get up there? No. It's a pain in the butt. It's a pain <laughs> in the butt. It's a it's like a mini hike before you get to your. Not seat. mini. It, there's nothing mini about that hike. It's like straight up because it's compensating for all the seats that they have. So you go basically up and then you have to walk down to your seats. Oh, um, interesting. So it's I very- do know. Yeah, I went to Red Rocks this summer when I was in Boulder, and that was also like a you get the mini the hike going up to get to the rocks. Awesome, awesome. Well, cool. I'll continue to ask that question as you go through this. So keep mm-hmm. thinking about that. Uh, and other than that, I think that's it. I think for you two, uh, will I be seeing, I'll be there on Tuesday. Am I seeing you guys on Tuesday? Or are you both going to be there? Yes. You will be seeing me on Tuesday. And also mm-hmm. at some point next week for um, the intro outro for our last episode. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Last episode of 2023. What's this is it. Episode about, if you don't mind me asking. Of course, I actually already recorded the last episode. Um, and this is with, this is actually, a, it's a pretty fun one to be the last episode. This is with uh, one of my buddies in industrial and systems engineering. Um, and we're talking just about him in general, but he's a super fan Viterbi Voices podcaster. He's listened. What? He's like the one person I met at USC 
who's like listened to almost all of these episodes and still regularly listens. So we talk, I don't know, a bit about his favorite things, but he had like a whole list of notes and he was just like, we're going to make this the best Viterbi Voices podcast (laughs) ever. And we talk about like, it was such a good conversation. I'm very excited for everyone to hear it, but it's a very special episode to be ending on. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's it. Safia, what an amazing articulate episode you put together. <laughs> I, I mean, I am I am just continuously impressed by the level of articulation and thoughtfulness that you put into all of this. Uh, Thank you so much. Hopefully the blooper reel will come in. We've made so much progress. The first shift I had for VSA, Paul joked about firing me. And now look at the progress. Why would I, did I? What did Paul I say? Paul joked about firing. Paul, that's mean. What did I say? Did I joke about firing? My phone was um, in the room that lisa was presenting in and i didn't realize oh, that my alarms were going off uh, they took right. my bag out and they were like this bag this is your alarms have been going off for the past 15 minutes <laughs> and then paul made a joke about firing me it was my first shift and i thought i was done after that but it but it but it eased the tension because you yeah. felt so horrible and I, <laughs> I made the joke and it cut through that tension and it broke it all up and mm. it was fine right yes yes whatever you say yeah your job your job is safe for the day (laughs) awesome good to know all right Safi, thank you so much and maya good to see you again and i will see you both of you personally next week uh and we'll be back for our last episode of 2023 uh this next week so soak it up while you can listeners all 10 of you we will be uh after next week we'll be back including you ryan your episode next week oh ryan what's up ryan All right, Ryan, we'll talk to you later. Bye.